Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press after the final score. I'm John Steppe, joined by my class. Not exactly the type of game that I think any of the people in that sellout Kinnick crowd were hoping for. I wouldn't assume they would. You know? <laughs> I mean, when you consider what was lost. Yeah. The biggest dream that you can have, going to the National College playoffs, that is pretty much on the rocks. Yeah. You know, the number two ranking, which felt pretty great around here for a whole week, that's gone. I mean, they're going to the tumble. partying like it's 1985, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. And, you know, you can say all you want about, well, they can still do this, 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 and this, and this. Okay. Yeah, if they're perfect. Yeah. But there's no margin of error anymore, and reality kind of bites, I guess. And when you look at this performance, it showed a lot of imperfections for Iowa. Whether that was passing the ball, whether that's running the ball, whether it was defense when you don't force turnovers. Or blocking. Yeah, that too. I mean, as good as Tyler Linderbaum is, he's the best center in the country, maybe the best offensive lineman, their offensive line unit as a whole isn't is substandard to Iowa's norm. Uh, Petrus got sacked four more times today. That's 18 this season. It's a lot. Games. And there yeah. are a lot of quarterback hurries, too, that yes, didn't go down were. statistically. And there wasn't, I mean, the running game's not there. They they averaged two and a half yards a rush. That I don't care who you are. You you can't sustain that and win. Yeah. It's a it's a tough way to go through that. It was, just, it was one terrible day, but look, I mean, we can't pretend that everybody didn't wonder what happens the day the defense doesn't bring it. Yeah. And it didn't bring it. It didn't bring anything. I no. mean, it got picked apart. Uh, Purdue threw for 378 yards, only turned the ball over once, and Iowa's defense wasn't responsible for that. That was a gift on the pylon play at the <laughs> end zone that they fumbled away that was this close to being another touchdown. Really an obscure rule that, you know. I'd never seen it before, but. I think he, I saw it once in like an NFL game, and I think that was it. It's a really rare. Yeah. And it really is an odd one, too, because if you fumble it into the pylon, the fact that that just wouldn't be, like, down at the one. But it's a considered yeah, that you know, it could have been losing. one of the biggest plays in Iowa history if the offense had turned around and taken it downfield and tightened the game up. Yeah. Not even close. No. You know, Purdue shrugged it off like dandruff, <laughs> proceeded to go about its business of picking Iowa apart. And did. I mean, they had almost 200 more yards than the Hawkeyes. And the incredible thing, too, is Iowa had some opportunities there. Twice, they had the ball at the 10 or closer and didn't score points yeah. off it. And this is a hard... If those two drives go differently, where they don't have to settle for the field goal, which then was in windy conditions, but still uncharacteristic of Caleb Shudek to miss... If you take that and change it, you take the time when it was, what, third and one? Yeah, and that to me failed. was the game in its essence. Iowa had yeah. a third and uh, third and two at the Purdue 11. Oh, yeah, because then it was fourth and one Petrus gets one yard on a keeper, and then on fourth and one at the 10, he gets nothing. Yeah. I can't remember the last time Iowa was held to one yard on a keeper, but two straight plays, the line couldn't give them what they needed when they needed most. And the incredible thing, too, is that's a play that's had a lot of success for Iowa in the past. 
But when you're flat out losing the battle at the line of scrimmage. Oh, well, yeah. Where, where's the handoff to the tailback and, and you knock some bodies around and he gets you those two yards? You know, and we're talking Purdue. I mean, Purdue has got a good defense. Mm -hmm. Statistically, it came into this game with great numbers. But there was one number where it didn't, and that was takeaways, where it ranked last in America yes. with two, two takeaways in five games, 130th out of 130. And they pick off Petrus four times. Meanwhile, Iowa ranks first in the nation in takeaways. With 20, it gets one. Yes. And, and, it and was on the, the technical. Yeah, the gift. Yeah. It really it shows this team has a lot to a lot to improve on and they have the bye week which will help, but still I think every Big Ten West team that's left on the schedule is me pretty closely watching this film. I think so. Uh, I mean, let's not lose sight of the fact they won twelve straight games. Mm -hmm. That's not a run of the mill occurrence. Not in, in Iowa, not at almost anywhere in America. That's something. Yeah. They, they got to number two in the country. That's something. But it's what have you done for me lately? And what <laughs> they did for him lately was they didn't follow up that, that magical day, as Ferentz called it, against Penn State. He did use that word Tuesday. <laughs> they didn't follow up on it. They didn't no. build on it. They didn't seize the moment. They didn't capitalize on everything. They had the nation looking on them. And, and looking pretty fondly. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of great press for Iowa around the country. I don't care what you know respect people say. You're wrong. I read it. I heard it. <laughs> there were a lot of people who said that was really something here last Saturday, and they, they liked it. And then they basically just uh, punted it down Melrose Avenue. Yeah. It was, well, punt it or miss a field goal or... Yeah. Fail on a quarterback sneak on fourth and one. And Purdue played a great game. Yeah. They played an absolutely wonderful game using a three-quarterback system, something I have never seen in my life and never will again, but it worked. Yeah, especially in that one drive where I think is like O'Connell and then Plummer and then o Burton. Burton. Yeah. And then it's like switched between them like eight times it felt at, like. At one point in the first half, Purdue's top three rushers were all quarterbacks. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, you know. It uh, worked. It, and then David Bell. We've gone this far without mentioning him. Oh, my God. 11 for 240. And uh, the incredible thing, too, is 11 on 12 targets. Oh, yeah. I mean... Only once when they threw... When they wanted it to go to Bell, did it not work. And that's the incredible part to me. Not he, only he worked Iowa's defense something terrible. He worked Matt Hankins, who got all those national awards in the past week. But on this day, Bell was a better player. And, the you know, what's nutty is he had 11 catches today. That was his fewest catches against Iowa in three games. <laughs> you know, the 240 yards was a high water mark, but his, his two biggest games career-wise yardage are both against Iowa. They, Phil Parker's defense can do a lot of wonderful things, but it hasn't been able to solve Jeff Brome's offense. No. Purdue's won four of the last five against Iowa, and uh, Brome is four and one against Iowa. He's 12 and 19 against the rest of the Big Ten. That's that's quite the stat there. Yeah. It really Purdue has just had Iowa's number. 
So. Yeah, so uh, we all get a bye week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I think both of us won't mind having the week to kind of catch our breaths. I think that Iowa will most definitely, after this one, enjoy their week and really a banged up team too where Matt Hankins if he doesn't get hurt early on it could be a different probably, game for him probably but you know what uh Penn State had a, had important players get hurt the week before and it's you deal with it you mm -hmm. know you, you have to deal with it yeah um so Hankins might not have been a hundred percent but still as you said you deal with it yeah and you've got other players like Terry Roberts who Kurt Ferentz has basically said he's a starter, but we just don't have a starter spot on the death chart for. Well, now he's got the spot on the death chart as long as Riley Moss is out. Yeah, he got, he got, uh, they got the better of him on occasion too. I mean, look, 31 of 43 for 378. It doesn't take a lot of analysis. <laughs> they just, uh, they had the short stuff, but they hit long when they needed to. You yeah. Know? That's a Credit to them. I mean, that's a terrific win for them. Just terrific. Yeah. Well, that will do it for this edition of After the Final Score. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back with another edition of Hawk Off the Press next week. <laughs>